I decided to take creatine. Apart from a multi-mineral and vitamin and omega-free fatty acid capsules, two grams of EPA a day, creatine seems to be the supplement that makes the most sense. The cheapest source I found, not necessarily the cheapest one, but from the provider I chose, bulk, probably mostly because I already ordered protein powder from the, the company, and it is cheaper in the powdered form, it still amounts to about 10 euros a month, which is a lot. But only if you take five grams. So if you divide the whole thing into five and only take one gram, and this is what I probably will try in the beginning, then it's not that cheap, not that expensive. I opted for the unflavored version because otherwise I would use it as a flavor. And since this is something that is very expensive, I do not want to consume the whole bag just because of the flavor. It does come with a scoop in it and I don't know what kind of... So how much the scoop actually holds. There is a small green scoop in there and it, it is just a white powder. I think you should take it more in the, in the morning compared to the evening because it acts as a stimulant. Now the question is how much fits into one of these scoops. For this purpose I am taking the scoop and this is already teared or measured and now I'm putting it onto here and it shows me still zero grams. The question therefore is how much is in the scoop? The label states per 5 gram serving creatine monohydrate but the beneficial effect is obtained with a daily intake of 3 grams of creatine. The directions then read, mix 1.5 scoops, approximately 5 grams, which means one scoop is 5 grams divided by 1.5, which equates to 3.33 grams. The question is, why make a scoop with 3.33 grams? Probably because then you can have 5 grams in 1.5 scoops. I guess a 5 gram scoop would have been too big and a smaller scoop would have not made that much sense especially if most people choose then 4 or 5 grams. This scoop is actually 5 milliliters as it reads in there. Now for me what this means if I want to only take 1 gram even though according to the label the beneficial effect starts when I have 5, not 5 but 3 grams, what I have to do is I have to fill it up to approximately one third. So maybe like this and then I can have one gram. One of the main reasons I finally decided to take creatine is the fact that for years I have been vegetarian. And also for years, maybe linked to being vegetarian, there seem to be some kind of performance issues. Not that I actually can correlate these two very nicely, but in the last few years I had a few mental, let's call them suboptimalities. Basically, me wanting to do more but not being able to do more due to not being able to focus enough, for example. Not that this will be the cure, but nevertheless, an argument that could be made for this is that in meat, you usually have a little bit of creatine. Now, if you get rid of the meat, my diet doesn't really contain creatine anymore. So therefore, on a meat diet, you basically are supplementing with creatine all day long. Not all day long, but Depending on the source of meat you get, depending on the source of meat and how much you eat, a few hundred milligrams a day maybe, 
up to maybe a few grams of creatine a day. Now, in the last few weeks, I tried meat again after six and a half years. Now, did I achieve super nova, supernova levels of focus in this time? No. Mostly I wanted to try it because apart from me taking protein powder, me eating eggs and me eating, well, what else is there with some protein in it, curd and cottage cheese, that's about it when being vegetarian. All the other sources of protein are nice sources of protein, but I want to follow a low carb or keto diet, ideally a keto diet, since this seems to benefit my mental ability the most. If I therefore constrain all the different protein sources that would be available on a vegetarian diet to the ones that come with a very good protein to carb and protein to fat ratio, basically I just need a protein source. If I eat peanuts, for example, and I wanted to cover my protein need, just the grams, and let's just assume a very high protein need, more than two grams of kilo, per kilogram of body weight, then I would have to eat only peanut butter or peanut or peanuts, up to 4,000 calories a day. But this, of course, doesn't really cover all the other nutrient needs I have. If I then would say, okay, but peanut protein is only about 52% bioavailable, and by doubling the dose, that's just now the assumption for the calculation, I could increase it to 100%, which probably is still not really true, I would have to consume 8,000 calories of peanuts just to cover the protein that is then higher, with the rule of, again, more than 2 grams per gram per kilogram of body weight. This meant that I just wanted to try meat because if you just go to the grocery store, there just aren't good protein sources that come with low fat and also low carbs. I cannot get high in the carbs because of keto and I cannot get high in fat because otherwise I just have too much energy to consume in a given day. I cannot consume 5,000 calories of food and therefore store, I don't know, 200 grams of the food in fat every single day just because I need the protein from the food. Chicken and also turkey, on the other hand, just as sources of protein, are just very lean, so they don't come with additional fats. Eggs, for example, would be a nice source of protein, but the thing about eggs is that they also come with fat. So if you eat 15 eggs, then you also have a lot of calories. But if you eat 100 grams of chicken, then you have a couple of grams of protein, but almost no calories in comparison to something else, like peanuts. But the decision to go vegetarian, in my case, was mostly ethical, was mostly environmental. Environmental! Therefore, by supplementing my nutrition, if I now don't eat that much meat anyway anymore, because it's just very time-consuming to prepare and also time-consuming to manage if I buy meat, I can either store it in the freezer or in the fridge. But if I store it in the freezer, I need to replace it with other stuff I already would store in the freezer. And in the fridge, it doesn't last that long. For this reason, maybe taking creatine and then protein powder, which are both supplements, is not the most ideal nutrition I could possibly have, but it is maybe more practical for me than eating meat. And also I would 
be avoiding meat again for the CO2 and also for the environmental impact and so on and so forth. So now ideally to test the slightly cognitively enhancing effects of one gram of creatine, I would take it and then not eat anything. The problem is I am now eating. Nevertheless, I will take it now because of the mostly stimulant effect. Some people also say you should take it before training. Let's actually read again what it reads. Consume one to two servings daily. Keep out of reach of children. Store in a cool, dry place. Creatine increases physical performance in successive bursts of short-term high-intensity exercise. Based on my understanding of biology, it works as following. Basically, the muscle needs energy. This energy is provided in two chains. The first chain, chain is the creatine chain. The second chain is the adenosine chain. So I pulled up Wikipedia in order to not get anything wrong. Adenosine as well as creatine are both molecules that are somewhat made up of three submolecules. What I just said is wrong. Simplified, there is a molecule from adenosine triphosphate, tri, that can be split off and releases energy. The same is true for creatine. We have creatine triphosphate and creatine diphosphate. The first priority energy delivery service is adenosine. The second priority is creatine. So creatine provides the energy to adenosine and adenosine provides the energy to the muscles. Therefore, from what I understand, the, mm, the method of action by which uh, creatine supplementation or also supplementation from meat works is that it increases the creatine somehow in the body. Let's pull up examine.com, one of the best known websites for reading up on supplements and on studies. Creatine is among the most well-researched and effective supplements. It can help with exercise performance by rapidly producing energy during intense activity. Creatine may also provide cognitive benefits, but more research is needed in that area. What are creatine's main benefits? The primary benefit of creatine is an improvement in strength and power output during resistance exercise. Creatine is well researched for this purpose and the effects are quite notable for a supplement. When used in conjunction with resistance exercise, creatine may modestly increase lean mass. It also has been tested for effects on anaerobic running capacity in many studies, the results of which are rather mixed, but generally suggest a small improvement in performance. Although creatine has been researched far less for cognitive performance than physical performance, it may have benefits in some contexts. Creatine appears to reduce mental fatigue in scenarios such as demanding mental activity and sleep deprivation. Creatine may also improve working memory, though likely only for people with below average creatine levels, such as vegetarians or historic vegetarians and older adults. More research is needed in these areas on other cognitive measures before creatine can be said to be effective. What are creatine's main drawbacks? Diarrhea and nausea can occur when too much creatine is taken at one time, in which case the doses should be spread out throughout the day and taken with meals. Creatine supplementation typically results in weight gain, partially due to an increase in total body water. This may be of particular concern to individuals competing in weight-sensitive sports. 
How does creatine work? Adenosine triphosphate ATP is a molecule that carries energy with cells within cells and is the main fuel source for high-intensity exercise. When cells use ATP for energy, this molecule is converted into adenosine diphosphate, ADB, and adenosine monophosphate, AMP. Creatine exists in cells in the form of creatine phosphate or phosphocreatine, which donates a high-energy phosphate group to ADP, thus turning this molecule back into ATP. By increasing the overall pool of cellular phosphocreatine, creatine supplementation can accelerate the recycling of ADP into ATP, thereby making more energy available for high-intensity exercise. This increased availability of energy can promote improvements in strength and power output. So, through the supplementation, we have an increased availability, potentially, which then recycles the ATP better. So therefore, we have more energy available when doing, when doing exercise. That's the theory. Now, in my case, what I'm doing here is I'm simulating basically the effect of creatine I would have from a normal meat consumption by just taking a little bit of creatine instead of not taking creatine because I don't or didn't or maybe in the future don't or do I don't exactly know but it seems that eating meat in the amounts of which it would be beneficial and completely replacing my current protein powder that is usually not usually but unfortunately my main source of protein because ideally you would cover your protein needs from normal sources which is again why I decided to try meat again because there are no real normal lean and also low fat lean and low fat is basically the same so lean so no not much fat but also low carb sources that are available in the normal supermarket and also not considered a supplement so now finally rounding this video off let's take one gram of creatine the effect is kicking in Whoa!